Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, your host. We've got a great show lined up, so let's get started. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and it is still the same first week of October 2022. This is episode 293 of the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. This is Ashlyn Dave. Thanks for coming along for part two of the first week of October uh, podcast series 2022. Uh, the reason for part two is I've got more material. I want to share an interview that um, a good friend of mine uh, did. He was interviewed by a uh, local radio station here in the Richmond metro area for an award he got. It's called uh, the Jan McTurnan Memorial Award. It's... Um, uh, an award that is given on what's called Blue Friday. The fourth Friday of the month is when uh, radio host Jeff Katz for uh, Richmond WRVA 1140 uh, gives out this award to a deserving law enforcement officer in the Richmond metro area. It doesn't have to be Richmond police. It can be uh, Hanover where I worked or somewhere else. Uh, I never got the award, but uh, Kevin got it here recently. Um, I submitted them for it, and uh, I'm kind of led to believe through the interview that some other people did too, so I was very uh, honored that uh, my nomination was received. Uh, I worked with Detective Heiner for 10 years on the uh, uh, FBI's uh, Child Exploitation Task Force and the Southern Virginia Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, and uh, we put a lot of people into penitentiary, and Kevin was uh, instrumental in developing uh, interview protocols, um, the way th- search warrants would be handled. Uh, as time went on, agencies uh, adopted uh, policy, you know, procedures to fit their own needs. But uh, when we would meet as a task force and, and work as a metro-wide team, uh, we did things the way that Kevin developed. And um, that's one of the reasons he got this award. Uh, the reason it is named for logis- uh, with for Lu- uh, Lieutenant Jan McTurnan with Richmond Police is because she just exemplified um, the way that she wanted to develop officers that she worked with uh, and mentored other officers, and and uh, that's what Kevin did. So he's very deserving. Uh, this is a great interview with him, and um, hope you enjoy it. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. As you know, on the final Friday of each and every month, we bestow the Lieutenant Jan McTurnum Blue Friday honor on a very, very deserving Central Virginia law enforcement officer. This month, I've got to tell you, one of the best of the best, a career that is uh, just unmatched, and the work that uh, this gentleman is doing is well, you're going to hear about it. It is troubling that he has to do it, but thank God uh, he is doing it. I am talking about Detective Kevin Heiner from the City of Richmond Police Department. Detective, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's uh, let's get started because your uh, your your career is well. It's littered with uh, acronyms and abbreviations, and they're all vital. And I don't want to uh, miss any of them, but I I will tell you that. One of the reasons that you are here is that we had so many people reach out over, well, the last year or so saying, hey, you got to talk to Kevin Heiner, and here's why. And other people saying, Jeff, Kevin Heiner is doing a job that most of us who are cops couldn't even imagine doing. We don't want to do it. 
and other folks on the federal level saying he has been a vital part of the uh, the federal task forces that have been stood up. We're talking about, I, I was going to refer to it as kiddie porn, but you've already corrected me. Explain what it is that you're involved with, sir. Um, I'm on a couple task forces with the city of Richmond, uh, Southern Virginia Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, known as the ICAC Task Force, as well as our uh, federal partnership with the uh, FBI for the Child Exploitation Task Force. And we investigate uh, any kind of uh, crime against the child perpetuated uh, through the use of technology on the Internet. So you are going after folks, let's be very clear, who are exploiting children. We were talking about this this idea that uh, it's not just an image somewhere here or there. We're talking about active exploitation and abuse of kids. Uh, yes, we're talking about uh, sexual exploitation, sexual trafficking of children, the targeting of children by very, very careful predators that have kind of honed their skills of going after children. And people used to refer to it as child pornography, but pornography denotes consent. And what this is, is it's the sexual abuse, torture and rape of children and the child's sexual abuse material, um, also known as CSAM, is prevalent it is in every socioeconomic background we have been to trailers we've been to housing projects we've been to gated communities and everything in between and it is it is out there and these predators are evil and they're they're out there hunting for children and we're trying to hunt as many of them as as we can to get them off and away so I want to talk about what you're doing now in terms of the forensics with this, but I, I, I want to spend some time um, with you talking about your your personal interaction with these predators. And this is why I had so many folks who are cops say to me, you just wouldn't believe what it is that Detective Heiner has to go through. You you're You're talking about sitting with these predators and interrogating them. Yeah, there's uh, people will say interview, interrogation. Yeah, I just look at it as a conversation because I need to I need to pull out as much information on what they have done. Um, I've kind of retired from doing interviews. I probably interviewed uh, a good good fair majority of our targets over the over a, about a ten year period. And you're talking about serial child sex offenders. Um, there's certain typologies, certain characteristics of them, and it. Uh, it it definitely takes a toll interviewing them. Um, I've had interviews last 30 seconds. I've spent almost 18 hours with one offender. Um, some have never touched a child. Some uh, we've arrested right before they're about to meet a child. And uh, it is, uh, it's, just, it's just shocking. It's, we've dealt with teenagers pursuing prepubescent children uh, all the way up until the age 80. It's... Uh, it's definitely a um, horrific crime. It's sexually driven. It's not something where someone's just looking at harmless pictures because, again, these images, these videos depict the sexual torture of children. Ugh. I, You know, I, I sit here. I'm the father of three. Uh, I don't know that I could sit in the room with anybody that's committed any of these crimes and— uh, have a conversation. Of course, I understand you're professional and it's it, it's interviewing to get the information, but my God, it's just, 
I just can't even imagine how difficult that just has to be. Yeah, that's uh, we're definitely a very small, tight knit group of our task force. Um, yeah. We're well represented the whole metro area. Uh, Hanover County, Chesterfield County, Henrico County, Goochland County, Powhatan County, Petersburg, uh, City of Richmond, Dinwiddie County, uh, Hopewell, um, Colonial Heights. Uh, everybody has has come on board after we've had operations where we show like there's there, it's everywhere. It yeah. literally is everywhere. These yeah. offenders are everywhere. It's not just the orange balloon you see online. Right. Um, you know, sometimes the child sex offender looks exactly what you think they're going to look like. However, a lot of them will blend in. If uh, they want to get access to children, they'll get it through sports teams. They'll get it through church groups. They'll get it through dating sites for single parents oh. that put out there um, that, you know, I'm a single parent. i got to love kids, and they will fit in. They will blend in, just like the Predator movie. They'll, they'll blend in to whatever background they have to. And being able to sit down with one and just spend hours going through talking to them is, is definitely exhausting. And uh, hmm. one of probably the most challenging that I've done over the 22 years that I've been on the job. And uh, I'm just grateful that we have such a, a great team in the metro area. Wow. Detective Kevin Heiner is joining us, and uh, he is part of uh, the Computer Crimes Unit, the ICAC Task Force. We're going to get you to... Explain some of these acronyms. Let's talk about ICAC, SOVA, ICAC, nonetheless. So SOVA, I'm figuring out Southern Virginia, ICAC, you got you to gotta tell us what it is. So the ICAC is the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Um, the northern part of Virginia, the NOVA, is uh, run by the Virginia State Police, and they do a great job up there and down here. Um, everybody works hand in hand. Uh, the ICAC will get a bunch of... Uh, leads in from what's called the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, NECMAC. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great resource for parents, for teachers, for churches to go to. They have programs you can just download of how to talk to your child, how to talk to classes, how to talk to your employees around children. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get leads in from them. They're kind of like the National Crime Stoppers. Sometimes we'll get leads in from uh, companies, let's say, Gmail, happens to get a complaint, they'll send that, we'll get that. Uh, we also are constantly online in undercover roles looking for active offenders against children, various apps. Uh, we'll also get leads in from parents that are checking their children's phones, their okay. their tablets, their emails, everything. And uh, they'll find things, they'll get scared, they'll call us, and we'll kind of take that investigation over and we'll jump on it right away. Um Anything with a missing, endangered child, our group will get notified. Again, through our federal partners, the FBI Division in Richmond has a, a local joint uh, child abduction rapid deployment team. And some of us are trained uh, specifically for that. I've been on that. And, um, it's a, again, it's a, it's a very small but highly specialized group that can come out and help kind of direct okay. everybody else. Detective Kevin Heiner is uh, this month's recipient of our Lieutenant Jam McTurnham Blue Friday honor. Now, you mentioned the uh, the, XB, uh, the FBI task force. You also mentioned the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, uh, something that parents can access. But is that the only thing that parents can do? Is there a way to make sure that they're not just safeguarding their kids online, but, uh, I don't know, records of fingerprints or photos or things of this sort? 
Yes, uh, another big uh, portion of uh, the ICAC program is what's called child ID events. And your local jurisdiction will advertise that, usually at fairs, county fairs. And what they do is we provide computers, cameras, scales, um, fingerprints to take all that information of your children. We burn it to a CD and we hand it to you. We don't keep anything. We don't store anything. The programs are set so that once that CD is burned, it goes away. We don't store anything. We give that to you uh, free of charge. Um, Look for that for wherever you're having a public safety event or a county fair. It's a great way to have just current, updated information uh, should something happen. Yeah. Detective Kevin Heiner is joining us. He is uh, this month's recipient of the Lieutenant Jan McTernan Blue Friday Honors. So the Child ID events are wonderful opportunities, this National Center uh, for Missing and Exploited Children. We're talking about your your time 10 years uh, dealing with the the predators, I mean, interviewing them and talking with them and the, what have you. you. You've now sort of transitioned a little bit away from that and really focused on the forensic for, forensic aspect of this. Uh, is it just a matter of pulling up a file and saying, yep, that looks bad and this looks okay? Or is there there more to it than that, the forensic aspect? Well, it's different. Uh, every, every offender is a little bit different. Somebody living by themselves maybe isn't going to be as safe as how they store stuff on their personal devices versus oh. somebody that's looking at it at work or at home with a family or uh, roommates. So maybe they have it password protected. Maybe they have it buried within subfiles on the computer or they have it stored cloud storage somewhere through their phone, through apps. They use the, the hidden picture apps. There's a lot of different avenues for people to kind of hide their criminal activity that you still have to pull out. The interview is a big part of that. Um, also have an on-scene forensics going through all the electronic evidence on scene at a search warrant while the interview is conducting. If somebody's denying and they're an excellent liar, um, one of our forensic examiners can come out and say, ask him about the file called this. Wow. Or go out and tell him that his passcode is this. And that um, is invaluable because you're getting live information right then and there while you're talking to your offender. And just the backlog of it, because it's not just dealing with that, it's also dealing with every other crime that occurs um, of digital evidence coming in. Um, I think we're over, we're getting close to 300 cell phones uh, to our unit just just in that. That doesn't include pulling uh, digital video and other uh, equipment from other cases. In, wow. In just enrichment. And most, uh, most jurisdictions are moving towards setting up their own internal forensic lab um, just just because of the sheer volume of information that comes out. It's amazing to to have you talking about this, and my perspective, I'm not a Luddite, but you mentioned hidden picture app, and then you lost me because all I could think of was Snapchat. But I don't know. I, I mean, I have to imagine that there's just a boatload of, of garbage that's available to some of these folks and then you, you've got to be able to, to look through it as, as the forensic examiner. But, but you're staying up to date, I would imagine, on every single uh, sort of new app that comes along or every new keystroke device that's able to hide things. It's, it's a lot. Uh, every, every Android phone is different because it, it's built differently. It's made somewhere else. iPhone, um, depending on the iPhone model, the iOS that they constantly push out. Every time they're pushing out a new iOS um, update for iPhones, it's because they're blocking our ability to download from them. Um, the companies don't assist us. 
Really? Uh, we have search warrants. They'll say, well, it's encrypted. Okay. So they say, you're not going to get the source key. You're not going to get this. So we'll file legal process, search right. warrants signed by judges, magistrates. Um, we'll try to get some of the cloud information back. It's gotten increasingly cumbersome, difficult. Okay. Um, um, most of us in the task force have seen it's more complex how they'll make a search warrant return information from, let's say, an iCloud or your Google Drive account, that you still need a forensic program to kind of pull that apart and make it uh, make it have sense to the investigator. Okay. Um, constantly training to go through, and that's where we really rely on the ICAC funding. Um, a forensic computer could cost $20,000. Forensic licenses um maybe five to $10,000 a year. And, you know, we apply for grants. The Secret Service is great for, for free training. Homeland Security also helps out. Um, but the, the big funding for, for most of our agencies for uh, the child predator investigations comes from the ICAC program. Wow. So I, I have to ask you, what, what, is the, what is the upside to Android, Google, Apple saying, well, listen, Detective Heiner, we know you're looking for somebody who has images of themselves abusing a child, but we're not going to give you access to, to me. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a total layman in this, in this area. You're not going to go out and take this source code and build your own iPhone. I mean, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to cooperate. And frankly, from the PR angle, wouldn't that be a great PR move for them? Uh, I can't imagine what they think, and if I could build my own iOS, <laughs> I would not be a detective for the city of Richmond. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but uh, they take away, um, I, I guess you could link that back to the San Bernardino uh, terrorist attack on the Christmas party, right. and you had a company like Celebrate come in and say, we might be able to bypass it. So they were very successful, and there are companies that are very successful at, at that. And okay. again, we're doing that after we've gotten legal authority from the courts mm-hmm. for a search warrant. Um, to attempt to get into that. Um, we just, uh, I guess, at that stage where they claim they want privacy or maybe they want selective privacy. I can't even begin to to guess their thought process, yeah. but um, it uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, the technology is constantly evolving. Uh, yeah. We're trying to constantly keep up with it. The courts are trying to keep up with it. And, um, you know, our group, we're just, we're just trying to uh, get out there and, and get as many children safe as we can. Wow. So I, I have to ask you, and we're, uh, uh, we're, we're spending a lot of time, of course, uh, chatting about all of this. Detective Kevin Heiner is joining us from the Richmond Police Department. He is our September Lieutenant Jan McTurn and Blue Friday honoree. Uh, we talked about your time chatting with the offenders. What about the kids? Have you spent any time chatting with the victims of this? Uh, no, my, uh, my strong point's interviewing the, uh, adult offender. Uh, we all kind of need to know our limitations sure. and, uh, mine is, would be interviewing any of the child victims, but we have a great, uh, a great team with our youth and family crime unit that investigates us as well as, uh, the greater Richmond scan stop child abuse now. And the, uh, the CAC centers, uh, the child advocacy centers, mm-hmm. they are forensically trained to interview children. They provide family services for uh, children who are survivors of sex abuse and provide a lot of help for families that just, okay, this has happened, what do we do now? Um, And there are civilian partners and uh, um, 
uh, Richmond Scan and the the CAC centers uh, primarily deal with uh, the child victims and assisting the families, and they do an sure. unbelievable job. There's many people that say they don't want to do my job. I don't want to do their job. <laughs> Detective Kevin Heiner, uh, you've mentioned the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, you would urge anybody who's a parent to to reach out to them, take a look at some of the resources, take advantage of these child ID uh, events as well. Yes. Uh, the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children will give you a lot of great tips, but the bottom line is, is you're giving your child's smartphone, Internet access. If they have access to that, Every adult in the world has access to your child, and you need to be you need to be involved. You got to stay on top of it. You have to educate yourself. Yeah, you got to go through uh, their stuff. A lot of people say, "Well, I, I want them to have their right to privacy." Their children, they have yeah. a right to their God given innocence yeah. because once that's taken from them, their their childhood's over, and it's and then it's a long rebuilding. They can rebuild, they can heal, but it's 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 something awful and terrible. And um, just be involved. Yeah. Be involved with uh, your children's activities. Know who you're leaving them with. Yeah. You know, the, the stranger in the van, does that happen? It does. But the majority of offenders uh, that I have dealt with have had some kind of connection to uh, the family, whether it was a family member, um, a person in a position of trust, uh, you know, the the person that has no children but... For some reason, is always like, oh, if they want to play in the backyard, let them come over. Be wary. Mm-hmm. Follow your gut. Listen to the voice in your head that says maybe something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to uh, give you a moment, if 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 you don't mind sharing uh, a little bit about uh, one of your friends who right now is is going through, to put it mildly, a difficult time. Uh, a sergeant uh, with RPD who is uh, dealing, I believe, with with liver cancer. Um, do you mind just sharing a couple of moments about him? Sure. Good friend of mine. Um, known him for over 20 years. He, uh, was, uh, very active with our, uh, SWAT team when they participated in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, and he has a GoFundMe page up, uh, especially for getting his, uh, CT scans that are very expensive. Um, and you can search for him on, uh, the GoFundMe for Sergeant Jean-Guy Leguff's uh, cancer GoFundMe page. Okay. Uh, first name J E A N G U Y. Yeah. He's a French Canadian. We love him. We call him Frenchy. And he's a great guy. He's in the fight. And we're just going to just help him along and help him continue the fight. Excellent. Well, we will make sure we get some direct links and we'll share those on social media and what have you. Now, I mentioned to you that when you come in and you're the recipient of the Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday Honor. You have our appreciation, our admiration, but I don't like anybody to leave empty-handed. Uh, so we've got we've got a handful of little gifts. Uh, it will not get you to retirement any quicker, but it will hopefully give you eh, a nice afternoon. Maybe how's that work? Does that sound good? That sounds good. All right. So let me uh, let me go through the list of things. I don't want to forget anybody because we do have so many people that have decided to uh, uh, to get involved and uh, help out. Uh, we've got our friends over at Arby's that are going to buy you a couple of lunches. Our friends at uh, Mission Barbecue, Craig and Maria Briggs, Margie Pegram, they will uh, also be buying you some lunches. A uh, friend of mine, Victor Fable, 
uh, has a wonderful company called Victor Fable Lighting. Victor was actually a lighting director on Broadway and big-time concerts, moved here because his son became a police officer in Colonial Heights. So a couple of nifty uh, little tools that might uh, make some nighttime activities a little bit easier to deal with. Uh, We have for you a $100 gift card. This is uh, my friend Tony Brewster. Tony is just... uh, just, I mean, Tony is a good fr- friend to the program and uh, decided to put on a golf tournament. And so there's a $100 gift card from Tony Brewster and the uh, the golfers who took part in that. Uh, Jamie Walter, Mike Walter's wife, she and her kids have put together a little gift package there with some gift cards and uh, and a note or two. My friend Lee Weeks, who I know because he's, uh, he's my title guy, he's doing a bathroom for us, and that's how we became friendly, but his son... Uh, is a police officer, and so Lee said he wanted to help out. He's provided a $100 gift card, and because the son is a police officer, there's also a $25 Krispy Kreme (laughs) gift card. No comments at all. Uh, My friend Rich Hanshu owns and operates uh, Apollo's uh, Pizza in the West End. He'd like to uh, provide a little something to you. Uh, We've got uh, one of the first Jeff Cat Show Challenge coins that you're going to get, and that's thanks to uh, Prince George Towing down there in uh, South Prince George. We have a beautiful Thin Blue Line flag, which is uh, made by Pastor Steve Boots. He's the uh, Henrico County Police Chaplain and the uh, uh, the minister over at uh, Mount Victory Baptist Church. And in addition to all of that, Detective Heiner, we have what uh, I consider to be one of the uh, the most important things. And that is a thin blue line bracelet, and there's a great story that goes with it. There's a marvelous, marvelous young lady by the name of Emily Morrissey, uh, lives in Chesterfield County. And uh, Emily has CP and a couple of other uh, things that she's dealing with, but uh, she found and her parents found through her therapy, she had a great talent for working with beads. And so they've set up a company for her called emilysbracelets.com. Uh, It was just voted as the best jewelry store in all of Richmond by the readers of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. And so you will be getting one of the Thin Blue Line bracelets as well. Oh, thank you very much. uh, I didn't really expect any of it. (laughs) Well, you're getting all of it, whether you expected it or not. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, most importantly, I think, uh, I want you to get uh, a real sense of how appreciative this community is for what you do. Uh, it's And it's not just those of us who are civilians. As I said, I can't tell you how many folks uh, at the municipal, state, and federal level that reached out to say, you got to take a look at this Kevin Heiner. You would not believe what he's doing. And in the midst of all of that were a number of people saying, by the way, he reflects so well Jan McTurnan's attitude of looking after the troops, making sure everybody is is focused on that mission, but being aware of the challenges that they're facing. So um, I, I know you you know all about Jan Mack, and um, uh, Jan was a, a, a dear member of my family as far as I'm concerned. So anybody who uh, stacks up against Jan McTurn has got to be pretty damn good in my book. And so um, congratulations and thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And again, as the dad of three kids, I, I just can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing, brother. Well, I appreciate it, and being compared to Jan Mack is, uh, is a great honor. It certainly is. That is Detective Kevin Heiner. He is the September recipient of the Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday honor. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. All right, this is Ashland Dave back here. So hopefully you listened to the whole thing. 
uh, Kevin was very deserving. Uh, the interviewer, uh, Jeff Katz, is a former Philadelphia police officer, so he knows the job. And uh, Kevin just did so much for my career that I just wanted to uh, re-honor him with um, putting that show on my own podcast to get it out to uh, the listeners that listen to me and uh, who many are law enforcement and military and, and uh, picked up on that over the years. And so I appreciate those people listening and hopefully uh, got a little bit of insight on uh, some of the law enforcement activity that happens down in this part of Central Virginia. So uh, this is Ashton Dave. I'll be back with another episode in the very near future. Thanks for listening.